gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to try this again. Uh, <laughs> I just tried doing this, and you know, there's, uh, my life is a comedy of errors, and tonight is no exception. And um, I thought I had everything dialed in, and I was talking and everything on the show, and um, realized that I wasn't there. <laughs> so I stopped it real quick and started a new show here. So um, anyway, good. It looks like things are working out. I've got the live feed over there. It shows that I'm on the air, and uh, okay, I got to get a new hat. This hat just drives me crazy. Okay, uh, for those of you who can't see me, the bill kind of—it's a baseball cap, and the bill's kind of crooked. And um, crooked, I don't like. So, especially when it comes to hats and presidents. Okay. So, tonight, we're going to talk about something that is really strong on my heart and has really um, tugged at my heart today to where I have to get. I was going to, it was getting kind of late. It's like 10 to 11 now. And, and, uh, and today is the 13th of August, 2021. And, um, and to my uh, Jewish friends and family who might be watching uh, either now or on some Friday, Shabbat Shalom. It is the uh, Sabbath. And, um, you know, I'm not doing really any work, so I'm not worried about doing radio shows on Friday nights and Saturdays. So that being said, uh, <clears throat> I was reading today and this this actually has popped up on my phone. I get alerts from different websites and um now, some of this stuff you have to take with a grain of salt. You know, for, for two or three years, maybe more than that, we've been putting up with or listening to uh, QAnon stuff. And, you know, and when it comes to QAnon, I'm, I'm, I'm neither here or there. Okay. I used to be right, you know, oh, yeah, QAnon, QAnon. And, uh, but then when I, you know, I kept hearing, well, yeah, it's going to be, in, it's going to be next week on Tuesday. And it's going to be next week on Tuesday, you know, and, and the, the Great Awakening is happening. And, you know, in some degree it is, but uh, not to where, you know, I can say that I can see it. I'm, I'm kind of like a Missourian, you know, the show me state. You have to show me something in order for me to believe it, um, except when it comes to faith. I learned a long time ago that that doesn't apply where faith is concerned, because if you had to see it, it wouldn't be faith. Right. OK, <clears throat> so. So I was plugging along today and all of a sudden I hear this thing pops up on my phone and it's a it's an article by um, of all places, um, naturalnews.com. And I really like that website, that and Rapture Ready. You know, Brian has me sold on Rapture Ready now, so I don't necessarily, you know, go into the um, pre-trip Rapture stuff that they have on there. But a lot of stuff, you know, they're they're trying to post on there about current events that might be prophetic. And it's, it's pretty interesting, actually. So, um so I went to uh, Natural News and, and to look up this article and uh, found it quite distressing. Then I found another article that was a little distressing, too. So, um, you know, if it was any other subject, <clears throat> you know, except for imminent war, you know, with uh, missiles, you know, me watching the contrails of missiles going up um, or something like that or, you know, an invasion or something imminent happening right now. Um I really would put it off till tomorrow, but, you know, uh, doing it tonight, maybe that one person needs to hear this information and hasn't heard it before. Uh, maybe it'll touch them and they'll, they'll take some kind of action uh, to protect their family, to protect their neighborhood and everything else. And because um, it sure seems like, you know, we've heard time and again, if Trump's coming back, Trump's coming back. And if it happens, praise the Lord, Trump's coming back. But, you know, again, I'm going to wait and see. And uh, 
I know that, you know, he keeps getting on on the Internet, you know, or his, his people, his campaign managers and stuff. And they keep asking for money. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to sit still for a little while. <clears throat> you know, we're talking about the Republican Party. We're talking about a party that is probably probably a pretty rich party, <laughs> you know, and uh, the twenty dollars that I could give somebody could give many times over. And uh, so anyway, but uh, there, there, if this uh, one centilla of this story is true, then it needs to be, it needs to come out and we need to know about it. And, um, you know, having been in the medical field, like I was, as I was a nurse and uh, before that I was involved in pharmacy, uh, you know, working as a pharmacist, not taking, <laughs> um, I have to be clear about that. You know, some people right away, oh, he's a drug addict. Um, no, I'm not. But, um, you know, I haven't been involved so long in 25 years of pharmacy tech and about eight years as a nurse before I retired. Um, there's a thing out there that started in the, um, in the 90s called HIPAA, um, Health and Information uh Portability and Accountability, uh, Portability and Accountability Act, I think is what it means. Oh, by the way, um, I want to come on and uh, one of our dear sisters that watches this show or listens to it, uh, maybe both. Uh, she told me that I made a, an error and I did. I looked it up. Um, I was talking about or meant to talk about hydroxychloroquine the other day um, when we we're talking about different uh, things that work uh, fighting COVID and um I kept saying hydrochloroquine. Now, chloroquine is a drug. Okay, it's another anti-malarial. So I, I was kind of getting it mixed up. So I categorically state that I made a mistake. Um, thank you for for um, the sister that brought it up and told me about it. I'm never beyond being told that, you know, I did something wrong or said something wrong. So thank you. And um, so it's hydroxychloroquine. Okay. Very important when you, you're looking at the um, the atomic uh, makeup and the, and the molecular makeup of the drug, you know, um, the, all those words mean something. And uh, if you take something away or add something, that whole preparation becomes something else. So hydroxychloroquine. So thank you very much for letting me know. You can always count on our listeners um, and supporters to, to, to let me know things like that. And I, I find that help and valuable okay really it's invaluable and i really appreciate it so thank you very much um and her name is freemare by the way um thank you freemare so anyway um so let's get going with this because i don't want to stay up all night um <laughs> believe me i would too because after this i got to upload it to uh rumble and that takes about an hour then i got to upload it to my um dropbox account that takes about an hour then I got to make audio files out of it and load it up to Spreaker and Podbean and um, and to Dropbox. And it's it's time consuming. You know, I'm not complaining. I really like it, but it, it is time consuming. OK, so this article came up, like I said, and um, it's titled Breaking, <laughs> you know, Breaking uh, CDC Creating Secret National Database of Households with Unvaccinated Children hear the recording, play, plan to medically kidnap all unvaxxed kids. Okay. Oh, do it for the children. I can just hear it now. Um, so anyway, that's the one article. And the other one um, goes a little farther. 
Um, death camp document and uh, internment camps are already planned in every state as the CDC prepares for mass mental illness wave caused by fear of infection. Wow, that's a that's a heavy title, you know. <laughs> it really is. First of all, internment camps, you know, with my heritage, that kind of really bothers me to hear those that that could happen in this country, that they're planned already, and they're probably built too, for all we know, and they're in every state. Okay, so there's at least at least 50 of them, and there's probably a lot more than that. Um, and the CDC is pre- preparing for mass mental illness. Uh, that's that's pretty interesting because they're saying that people that that fear um, getting a shot, or because maybe you'll get infected from taking a shot and you know dying from it, <clears throat> that they're calling that a mental, mental illness. Okay, mass mental illness. Okay, we have to watch these these things when they say them because there's then you got to look at them and you got to think, hmm, I wonder what they mean by that. Well, um, you know what's funny? They used to think that homosexuality was a mental illness, but then all of a sudden, um, homosexuals gain favor in society. Now it's no longer a mental illness. But if you bring up Yeshua or Jesus in a in a meeting somewhere, you're not quite right. You know, um, if you're out on a corner preaching, you're not quite right. God help you if you say that God told me something because, oh, he's schizophrenic, you know. So you can see where it's turning. You know, it's it's turning from um, where, you know, Christians were predominant in society and and um, and things had an even keel. And, uh, you know, society was basically was a good place to be back in 40, 50 years ago. Um, but things have changed ever since. And it's, it's not a good thing anymore. But. Death camp document? That's amazing. Okay, so let's get into this because I want to talk about this first article after we after I read it to you, okay? I really wish I didn't have to read this to you, but I do. A breaking CDC creating secret national database of households with unvaccinated children. Hear the recording. Plan to medically kidnap all unvaxxed kids. Okay. All right. <clears throat> By the way, this was in Natural News. I got a, I got a citation here. Uh, Natural News, Friday, August 13, 2021, and it was written by Mike Adams. Okay. All right. Natural News. The corrupt CDC, which has outlined a plan to set up an, um, to set up COVID internet camps in every U.S. city, is secretly building a database of U.S. households that have unvaccinated children present. <clears throat> Disguised as a national immunization survey, remember that, the CDC is collaborating with the NORC at the University of Chicago to place phone calls to households across America asking whether any children ages six months to 17 years old are in the home and querying um, about their vaccination status. Okay, (laughs) just say no, folks, okay. A recording of the CDC's request has been obtained by Natural News and is included in the Samaritan Update podcast below. Um, And I'm not going to play that for you because that's an hour long. Okay. Um, All right. According to the uh, NORC.org's website, excuse me, once children are identified in the household, NORC works to obtain immunization records from the teen's health providers. Ooh. Okay, hopefully your doctor is HIPAA-wise. Okay, and their ultimate goal is to vaccinate all children in the U.S., regardless of their financial status. NORC 
or I'm going to call it NORC from now on, also states that it shares these da this data with the CDC, which then uses the reports in their own decision <clears throat> to allocate resources or vaccines for children, VFC program. Combined with the fact that the CDC has announced nationwide green zones plan to isolate unvaccinated people um, in what is essentially heavily guarded COVID concentration camps, which the CDC claims will meet minimum human standards, minimum, hear that? And it seems almost certain that the CDC will use NORC uh, derived phone survey data to identify and target households with unvaccinated children, designating them high risk due to their unvaccinated status and medically kidnap both the children and the parents under their claimed authority under the COVID national emergency. Oh Lord, we need Trump. Um, we are about to witness the CDC and the vaccine jihadi medical establishment go full Nazi on the unvaccinated, complete with concentration camps and coarse injections with experimental um, medical interventions which is precisely what the numerous what numerous World War II era doctors were executed for carrying out by the Nuremberg trials for crimes against humanity. Will the CDC begin kidnapping unvaccinated children nationwide and forcing them to into a COVID concentration camps? Uh, this means the CDC appears to be ready to initiate the process of kidnapping children nationwide, separating children from their parents by force. Anyone skeptical of this analysis only need to read the CDC's own document about its green zone isolation camps. And I've read that. It's really scary. <laughs> um, in which the CDC admits its own actions of ripping families apart will have devastating mental health consequences. See, this is playing into the other article we're going to read. Okay. In addition to the risks of stigmatization, stigmatization, excuse me, and feeling isolation, the shielding approach may have an important psychological impact and may lead to significant emotional distress, exacerbate existing mental illness, or contribute to anxiety, depression, helplessness, grief, substance abuse, or thoughts of suicide among those who are separated or have been left behind. Although it sounds like a chapter ripped right out of this a dystopian sci-fi movie, the CDC, will open, the CDC now openly talks about its COVID camps operating at the camp sector level, enforcing no movement in, into or outside the green zone. The CDC launched its own Stanford prison experiment. Some of the prisoners in the COVID death camps will be given authority over the other prisoners. Isn't that what? Boy, look at the Soviet Union, what they did. Um, you were a Christian or a Jew and you went to a, um, um, a gulag. The prisoners always enforce the law for the guards. This is history going, repeating itself all over if this is true. Okay. Even more, the CDC openly espouses a real-life Stanford prison experiment where some of the people who are medically kidnapped and forced into the COVID camps are granted security status to serve as overlords for the pris other prisoners from the CDC's own document. Okay. This might be from that document. It says dedicated staff need to be, need to be identified and monitor each green zone. Monitoring includes both adherence to protocols and, and potential adverse effects or outcomes due to the isolation stigmata or stigma. <laughs> um, it may be necessary to assign someone with the green zone, if feasible, to minimize movement in or out of the green zones. 
Hello, Gestapo. Okay. With the CDC, what the CDC is describing is a nightmare COVID concentration camp scenario that they plan to replicate across the nation. And they aren't even trying to hide their intentions anymore, as is all written in their own documents and published on their web, own website. Today's situation update provides astonishing details on a nefarious child kidnapping and COVID concentration camp scheme that will no doubt be used to shuttle the fresh meat of children into the human trafficking pipeline already that already counts for the disappearance of hundreds of thousands of children each year in the United States alone. The CDC is poised to disappear an unknown number of innocent children, most of whom have already been medically abused via mask mandates and social isolation enforcement. Now they're, they're about to be kidnapped, uh, ritualistically tortured, organ, organs harvested, tracked, raped, and otherwise abused by the demonic anti-human cabal that's running the CDC, the Democratic Party, and the entire COVID-19 pandemic. And he goes on to say, listen to the full situation update here via brighton.com. And yet more shocking details and for the full audio recording from the CDC. So if you go to, uh, if you go to naturalnews.com and look up this article, um, you'll be able to get the links to go to those places. Okay. I normally would like to do that, but um, like I said, it's getting late and I want to get these things done. (laughs) So anyway, um, it's interesting uh, that what they're doing. You know, they're, I'm sure this information is being let out as an intimidation factor because, you know, you start throwing words around like co- concentration camp or internment camps and stuff like that. And a lot of people hear that and they're like, uh-oh, you know. And if you got people out there that will change their mind just so that they can, they can travel or will change their mind so that, they can go out into stores and not be locked up or, or, or kept out of the stores. Then, uh, you know, that's not a far jump from that to, uh, you know, I'll take it. So I don't have to go to an internment camp, you know, um, sad thing, but that that's going to happen. Um, one thing that really bothered me about this is they said that they can go in and get your medical records. Um, I know that, HIPAA wise, they're not allowed to do that. Okay. But the state makes the laws. Okay. <laughs> the government makes the laws. And if they're the ones that are trying to get your information, they'll just make a law that to kind of water down HIPAA or, uh, or make it go away altogether for just for this, for an emergency. Okay. These are emergency times. So we have to act differently, you know, according to these people. But um, it's, it's really sad that they're going to, now, you're going, oh, that can't happen. That can't happen. Okay, here's an example. I live here in the People's Republic of Oregon, right, under Uberfuhrer um, Catherine Brown, Kate Brown. Um, and she has initiated this, you know, this lockdown of the state and stuff like that. But uh, another thing that's happened, I think it's is under her watch. It might have been under the other guy, but she, you know, took over from the other guy. She was his um, attorney general. Um what, what they can do, especially with narcotics in, in the state of Oregon, if your doctor writes you a narcotic, that paperwork goes to the pharmacy like it should, but that information all goes to the state of Oregon, too. And if I don't know if you've noticed, but the doctors, in, if you live in Oregon, maybe you have doctors that write for narcotics for pain medications in Oregon, aren't writing like they used to because they're afraid of the state. 
Okay, the state looks at every narcotic that's given out to everybody, whether it's for back pain or, or whatever. And they look at it and they keep a, a database. Okay, and that's a HIPAA violation as far as I'm concerned. My information is supposed to be between the insurance company and my doctor, the doctor and my insurance company, the doctor and the nurse that take that works for the doctor that takes care of me. The doctor and the medical assistant that takes care of me that works for the doctor. Those people have a right to my information. Um, Kate Brown does not have a right to my information. The state of Oregon does not have a right to my information. I don't take narcs, okay? So, you know, I'm not, this has been a sore point with me for a long time uh, where, you know, the law is the law unless the, <laughs> unless the government or the state wants to do it. Um, another example. Okay, now this doesn't have to do with medications, but this is going to show you what uh, what they do. Okay, when I started working at the state hospital, we were working 1320s. In other words, we were working 13 hours and 20 minutes a day um, and for three days a week. So when it came to the end of the week, we worked 40 hours. Okay, or actually 39.9999. Um, but they counted it as 40 hours. And because it was 40 hours, you were considered full time. Anything less than 40 hours was not full time. Okay. Whereas in the private sector, full time is anything over 30 hours. Okay, so in between 30 and 40, there's a lot of leeway in the private sector. Um, so we really were enjoying our 1320s. You know, work for three days a week off four. That was nice. Yeah, you were tired when you went home at the end of your, your shift. And especially because I, I, I worked um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And by the time Sunday came along, you know, it was really some, kind of sometimes hard to keep my eyes open on the road. I did it, but. Um, it was difficult, and a lot of times I had to turn to uh, copious amounts of uh, caffeine in order to make it home, and after which I just fell asleep when I got here. But anyway, um, so we're working 1320s, and all of a sudden it comes back. The Board of Nursing comes back and says, oh, you can't do that. That's illegal. Um, what do you mean it's illegal? Well, it's illegal because, you know, you can't work that, that many hours. You can only work. Okay, here's the deal. You can only work uh, 10 hours. Right. That's what they said. But when we were working 13 hours, people were working overtime and working 16 hours. And their, their thinking was, OK, well, that's not the state's decision. That's a person that decides to work overtime. Well, you know, where's the state in this? You know, if the state knows that people get tired and they make mistakes after 10 hours, but lets them work 16. Um, why don't they say, no, you can't work 16? You know, um, it's, it's not. It's not a good thing for our patients. It's not a good thing for you. Um, you're tired when you go home. You can make mistakes either at work or driving home. And, um, you know, but no, it was like, okay, well, if you make that decision, then that's okay. But the state is not going to force you to work for 13 hours. It's illegal. And so the thing is that the state can make its own rules, okay? Um, just like in Nazi Germany, okay? Um, back before Hitler's time, you know, you could be Jewish, you could be Catholic, you could be Christian, um, you could be a gypsy living in Germany. You might not have been liked, but you could live there and, and, and pretty well go on unmolested for the most part. Um, but then all of a sudden Hitler gets in and starts changing laws. It's against the law to be a Jew. It's against the, against the law to help Jews, um, you know, in any manner that is. And um, it's against the law to hide Jews, you know. Uh, and then went for gypsies and all other uh, what the Nazis called undesirables. And um, it's just uh, so we're seeing this again. OK, if you're not taking the vaccine, you're an undesirable. 
our daughter lives in Israel, and the government came out the other day and said, if you don't get a vaccination, you're a, you're a enemy of the state. Boy, does that sound like a 1984ism, huh? You're an enemy of the state? And, of course, they're not getting vaccinated, so they're enemies of the state, according to the their current regime. And I'm going to use that term, regime, in Israel. Um, I don't know. It just breaks my heart because I've always been a champion of Israel, and, and I still am for the most part, but I'm not a champion for the people that are leading her anymore, especially Netanyahu. That guy's a schmuck. You know, he's the one that started all this vaccine stuff and made a deal with with uh, with Pfizer. You know, OK, you give us cheaper drugs and we'll give you all the medical information, which, by the way, uh, Israel doesn't have HIPAA, but is a major HIPAA violation if it happened here. And I have no doubt it's happening here and it's going to happen here if this really happens, you know, with the with the death camps and um, and and being thrown into jail because you didn't take the vaccine. Well, how did they know? So my plea to you folks is that, and, and spread this around, okay? Please spread it around as far as you can to everybody because this is this is turning into a real sticky wicket here. This is turning into trees and that, um, that they're actually trying to per- conduct um, and, and perform genocide in the United States of America. Um, this is terrible. This should never happen. This, what they're doing violates the Nuremberg laws. Um, every one of them too, uh, where, where medicine is concerned. Um, and you know, this, the, the Nuremberg laws were written after the Nazis, uh, the Nazis doctors were, um, were all caught or most of them were caught. Mengele got away and a few others did, but a lot of them got, were caught and, um, some of them were executed and some of them were, some of them were giving life terms in prison. Um, and the excuse is, well, we we're just doing what we were told. Yeah, I wonder how many nurses are, that are giving um, this vaccine or, you know, when, a, when people start dying. Well, I was just doing what I was told. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're culpable. If you know there's a danger, believe me, I told everybody that I could see that there was a danger of it. So um, anyway, you know, the, I wouldn't want to be that person on Judgment Day. That's for sure. Or when people start getting wise, because maybe Judgment Day will be here before it's, you know, before it's in heaven and uh, the real judgment day that is in heaven. So um, anyway, it's just it's a it's a crying shame. It really is. Now, what could they use to get you to, to arrest you and to take your children? OK, they see COVID-19 as being a, pl- a pandemic. We see it as a pandemic, uh, but they see it as a pandemic. And when you don't, according to them, OK, when you don't get vaccinated, you're a spreader, okay? But how can you be a spreader if you don't have the disease? <laughs> you know, or not disease, the infection. Um, the people that got the shot are, are super spreaders. That's That's been pretty a good established fact, you know? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of um, propaganda out there against what the truth is. So, you know, okay, you didn't get your kids the shot, okay? You didn't allow them to have it. What could they say? Well, they could say you've committed child endangerment because you didn't get them vaccinated. You didn't protect them from people that could get them sick. And you didn't protect people that the children are around from getting sick if they have COVID. Um, and we know the science of that. You know, that's 99.9% of people um, survive COVID-19. Okay, so don't let them fill you up with that garbage. By the way, you know, I live in a in farm country here, and um, 
they, they have to fertilize your fields, okay? And a lot of times they'll use like a, an orga- uh, inorganic fertilizer. You know, they'll use, um, they'll put down potash or something like that or, or um, N- NPH, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Uh, are, the, are the three basic um, fertilization uh, or fertilizing elements that, that plants need. And so they determine what the soil is like, and then they amend the soil with the, with the fertilizer. But this year, I don't know, there must have been a sale on um, bull hockey. And uh, all the, I mean, you walk outside and it smells like you're in a stockyard. It's it's really terrible. And, and there's no chance that any rain's coming anytime soon to wash it into the soil. So... Um, you walk outside, <laughs> it's like being around Democrats, you know, the, it smells like uh, BS. Um, I walked into the store next door and uh, there were some people there. I didn't, I never seen, never saw. So I guess that they were, you know, just stopping by either going to the lake or coming back from the lake or whatever. And I walked in and I said, hey, it smell, there must be some Democrats in town. It smells like BS out there, you know. <laughs> and there was a couple of people that were in there and they, you, they weren't from our town <laughs> and uh, I have a sneaky suspicion they were from Corvallis or Eugene or, or somewhere over in that part of the Valley. Cause that's where all the liberals tend to hang out. But um, they weren't too happy with what I said. They didn't say anything back of course. Um, but you know, I, I just like throwing those zingers out every once in a while. God forgive me if I hurt anybody's feelings, but okay. You could be, um, you could be accused of child abuse. Okay. That would under the same criteria as, um, child endangerment okay you could be called unfit parents when you're called unfit parents the kid they come and take the kids away from well for any of those three things they take the kids away from you and uh, god help you to get them back you know a lot of times they're placed in foster homes and sometimes they're adopted out before the parents can say anything and a lot of times they're taken and sent away to uh, coyotes uh, and, and brought down south and used for sex um I wish people would realize that that's what happens. You know, as a younger, you know, they used to have the faces on the milk cartons, you know, have you seen me? And, you know, every week it was somebody different or every time you bought milk, it was somebody different, not every week, but, and he's, you know, you started wondering, you know, looking at thousands and tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of kids just disappearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's thanks from high heaven from when I first heard about it. And um, I had some relatives. Um, he's gone now. He's passed away. His name was Richard Elliott. And uh, not Richard Elliott. Sorry. Uh, Richard Ruffino. And he um, he was a sheriff in Bergen County. And that was one of his jobs. It was He was looking for missing children. And it kept them busy. It really did. And um, I've got another relative that worked for an agency that I'm not going to talk about or mention. But he was involved in it, too. Uh, you know, the sex trafficking online. Uh, catching these guys when they're trying to pick up on kids. And, um, you know, God bless people like that who, who do that, who try to make a difference and, and save children rather than going, oh, well, just another runaway. You know, that's that's not good. Um, CPS, Child Protective Services, I think some states, California, they call them that. And here they're called something else, and I can't really remember. But um, uh they're, they're as crooked and criminal as, as anybody else. I think a lot of times they're used by the the, um, the people that remove children and uh, from the country or whatever and use them for sex trade. And because uh, I've, I've seen some really weird things. It's like they don't care. 
those the children people are supposed to be children's advocates and and taking care of their safeties and in the homes of foster parents and stuff like that um uh you know they'll always say oh i'm too busy i have too busy of a caseload <laughs> i'm sorry work overtime you know um you always hear people complaining about stuff, you know? Oh, you know, it's like, you know what? If you don't do the job, then get out of this stupid field of work and go into something else. Um, go play video games or something like that. <laughs> and there's a lot of state workers that do stuff like that. I had a woman that uh, worked for, um, at the state hospital, that worked for um, administration. And uh, I was trying to get something done. You know, and she was supposed to be working on it. One day I called her at home because everybody was home working and she answered the phone and goes, hold on. I got to turn this video. This is I got to turn this video down. And you could tell it was a movie or something. You could hear it in the background. I'm like, yeah, you're getting paid to watch movies. That's really great. You know, the Lord have mercy on you. Um, so we talked about uh, looking at your, your medical records being a HIPAA violation. It could also be Americans with Disability Acts violation, too. Um, you have a right to a private medical record where only you, the doctor, and maybe the insurance company sees it, and a few of the doctor's ancillary workers, but um, not anybody else. And I think that if, if they were to press this, I, man, I'd be right out there with the HIPAA thing. You're violating HIPAA. You're violating ADA. Um, you're violating the um, Nuremberg laws, you know, uh, strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. You know, it probably killed me in my sleep or something. You know, the way the way these people are anymore and they got to protect their criminal activity. And man, we've seen it all over the place. You know, whistleblowers, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with being anonymous, you know, a whistleblower. And uh I've done that work, and then I've had the person that was doing it wrong come up to me and accuse me of turning them in. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, probably about, I don't know, probably about 30 or 40 years, it was okay to be a fundamentalist. Okay, remember the Moral Majority and Jerry Falwell, and and there were, um, what was it, New Cambridge, and there was a few others um, that really got into that, you know, the Moral Majority, and, uh, you know, we're going to take this country back for the Lord and stuff, and and I liked the idea, but I didn't think it was going to work. And it worked maybe for a little while, but then that kind of went by the wayside. Um, so, you know, we're, have you ever been called a religious fanatic? Because I have. I've been called a bunch of things, but that, you know, and I just go, yeah, well, I'm not religious. Well, what do you mean you're not religious? You know, I'm like, I'm, religion is man's attempt to, to reach God. Christianity is, is God's attempt to reach man. You know, that just really... You know, you got to leave when you right after you say that, because I don't know if you remember that robot, Robbie, the robot on Lost in Space. And he was on some other things. He was on Forbidden Planet. It was a movie. Uh, but when he got stumped, you could see the whole <laughs> antennas going around and you could see the, the like the uh, electricity arcing inside of his head. And he would just stand there motionless. And that's like what a lot of liberals do. And you, you kind of give them something that they they really aren't ready for. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> OK. So let's see. I want to make sure I do the right thing here. Oh, boy. Did I read the right thing? Okay. Hold on, folks, because I got to see. First, it was a new vaccine, Holocaust, death camp. I don't think I read this. Oh, I think I did. Oh, I went bass backwards. Of course. 
Okay, shielding approach between Nazi-style concentration camps in every state. Yep, I read this. Oh, maybe not. Oh, darn it. Okay, let's see. No, I didn't read this. Okay, these two articles are so similar that I thought that maybe I, I did number, <laughs> read number two before I read number one. Um, I'm not going to say I did number two. Um, okay, so this is a death camp document. Internet camps are already planned in every state. And CDC prepares for mass mental illness uh, wave caused by fear of infection. My goodness, it felt like I read that. Um, but I don't think I did. No, I didn't. Okay, I'm not recognizing some of the, the wordage in here as being read uh, on the air anyway. Okay. And this is, um, okay, it's a different author. So <laughs> That's, I don't need another mistake. Okay. So this is um, was posted on um, Natural News um, Friday, August 13, 2021, which is today for another 35 minutes. Um, and it was uh, the author S, uh, initials S as in Sam, D as in David, and the last name Wells. Okay. All right. So let's go. And it's got a nice picture of one of the internment camps where it says Arbit Machfrey. Uh, work makes you free is what the Nazis put on top of all their camps or many of them anyway, making people think that they were just going to work and get released after a while. Yeah, well, they were released, but in a different way, unfortunately. Uh, you ever go to Israel, go to Jerusalem and go to the Holocaust Museum. It's, and you know, especially if you don't believe in the Holocaust, how <laughs> you can't, I, I just don't understand. I, I know that, some people just can't or they refuse to. But um, we walked through there and I was just I was silent. You know, I just I couldn't talk, I, you know, to see all the shoes that, you know, I mean, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of shoes and and rings, uh, wedding rings and stuff like that. And and, uh, you know, that the Nazis had taken from the people that they killed. It was it was very sobering, so much so that. When we got to the end, there was a, a woman that was crying, and we found out she was from Germany. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry my people did this, you know. And, and you know, everybody was comforting her. Well, you know, you didn't do it. You know, maybe some of your ancestors did, but, you know, you, you can't pay for your ancestors' sins. So, anyway, we, I, th I hope we brought some um, relief to her and some peace. Because um, when you have Jews that, like myself and others, that forgive people for what happened it's 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 it opens up things that are just incredibly wonderful so okay let me start reading this and uh let me uh look real quick oh we've only gone for 38 minutes okay all right here we go uh that's it covid cramps have been announced okay oh, cramps covid sorry <laughs> covid cramps okay time to check out and go to sleep after I do this. Uh, that's it. COVID camps have been announced in every U.S. city. Uh, that, let's see. These will function first as ghettos of the new vaccine Holocaust, where anyone who refused to take COVID spike protein nanoparticle bioweapon injections becomes a prisoner, forced medicated, possibly never to be seen again. And it's referencing Marxist concentration camps. Uh, the mental health section of the CVC, CDC COVID death camp document uh, 
reveals that they are causing masses that they are causing mass hysteria and insane mental trauma. Here's how the manual reads regarding fears of infection. Like it's, it's like like it's a syndrome that must be treated medically with vaccines and SSRIs. Okay, consideration: ensure mental health and psychosocial yeah, psychosocial support structures are in place and address increased stress and anxiety. Explanation: additional stress and worry about the about excuse me, additional stress and worry are common during any epidemic. Oh, I thought it was a pandemic. Okay. Um, and maybe more pronounced with COVID-19 due to the novelty of the disease and increased fear of infection, increased childcare responsibilities due to school closures and loss of livelihoods. Thus, in addition to risk of stigmatization, stigmatization and feeling of isolation, boy, it feels like I've read it before. The shielding approach may have important psychosocial impact and may lead to significant emotional distress, exacerbate <clears throat> existing mental illness, or contribute to anxiety, depression. Yeah, we have read that part. It was in the other one. Uh, so because COVID-19 is supposedly novel, which is it's not because COVID-19 has never been isolated, it's added adding stress through fear and infection and isolation when your children are taken away to be abused by the government and sold or killed. And uh, this may make existing mental illness so bad, everyone turns to drug abuse and or suicide. This, uh, this they claim, would be cured by shielding approach, uh, which is a new code for concentration camps. And we do mean Nazi concentration camps with forced medical experimentations, abuse, and genocidal death waves. Lord have mercy. Um, CDC is a shielding approach means Nazi-style concentration camps in every state of the USA for COVID treatment, including mRNA clot shots and lots of SSRIs. So you want to know what the shielding approach is. It's the government's way of telling you nicely that they are coming to capture and capture the non-vaccinated and take us all the way to green zones or safe zones or camp sectors, and you cannot make this stuff up unless you're a writer in Hollywood for Hunger Games or, or Divergent. <laughs> um, I like these authors. Uh, we are so fearful of common cold that we are going to go mental. Plus, when you're removed from the family and children are separated to be owned by the state, uh, then you really want to feel shielded. Then you really, then you really will feel shielded. Okay, sorry. Uh, that's right. The CDC has already determined they will be sending half of Americans to non-vax ghettos like lepers um, where they will be re-educated. In other words, forced to consume propaganda and medicine for the China flu, PCR, common cold flu test, and monthly booster shots. The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by um, limiting contact between individuals. So every American can be simply determined by the CDC to be weak enough in some way that they must be relocated to a green zone, uh, Auschwitz, USA, uh, with no charges filed, no crime committed, no lawyer call, no phone calls at all, and no contact with the outside world for fear that you might get someone else as sick as you, you could become because you are weak. Uh, that's called an internment camp. It's already happening for sure in Tennessee. Hitler 
Oh, sorry, folks. I got a stretch in my knees. Aren't what they used to be. Okay. Hitler considered the elderly as a burden on society and the economy, so he had them killed as soon as they arrived at the concentration camps. The Green Zone internment camps, the CDC has already concluded, are looking first at older adults. As their current evidence indicates, they're at higher risk for severe COVID. Uh, That's why the CDC states in their camp directory under the shielding approach section that seniors go first in, in order to prioritize the use of the limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. So they're basically saying, let these seniors die off to spare, uh, die off to spare money and resources for the general population. Don't keep the old folks from, for long-term, avoid it. How? Through toxic nanoparticle bioweapon clot shots. Who's next? The Jews, the blacks or the unvaccinated? The theory of the green zones and the safe zones, the CDC wants America for right now, outlines um, how to implement the approach with strict adherence of protocol. They must uh, prevent inadvertent introduction of the virus into the green zone. And this is and this is in writing, folks, under the shielding approach to displaced concentration camps set along the American set up in America right now by the CDC. The Health Ranger podcast covers the atrocity of imminent concentration camps for non-cheapable Americans who own land, guns, brains, and refuse to die in the name of the China flu and its fake toxic medicine. Tune your internet frequency to pandemic news for updates on these vaccine-introduced crimes against humanity plus the inside scoop of the upcoming Delta and Booster Vaccine Holocaust Part 2. Remember, if someone you know is pro-vaccine right now, that means they are anti-science because if they would look at the science, they would clearly see that the vaccines are not safe or effective, but rather dangerous and effective. And that is that article. Okay. I haven't seen myself here for about a half hour, so I'm going to zoom in here and kind of look at myself. (laughs) Oh, that was said with kind of a psychosocial flair. So I'm looking at my, um, my notes here. Yeah. Another thing that, um, that they'll accuse us of is cult-like activity. Okay. We're going to be compared to Jim Jones. We're going to be compared to David Koresh um, because we go against what, the establishment has to say. And I've said it once, I'll say it a million million times. I don't agree with uh, what David Koresh did. I really don't know what he did. I think that a lot of it's bull hockey from what the, what the government, you know, the government says something just to examine it. First of all, write it off. If, if you've studied under the government, throw out everything you learn and start again. Okay. But, um, David Koresh, yes, he, uh, he might have had some strange ways. Uh, whether he, he was a child molester, I have no idea. I can't believe what the government tells me. Um, yes, he was storing guns, but that's not illegal. Um, they, the, the premise was that he was storing automatic weapons, which they never found. Okay. And, um, and the government used this to go in and murder all those people. Okay. And Janet Reno, <laughs> Janet, you're going to have one hell of a time in hell. Um, you know, if you don't get saved, and I don't think you're going to, but, you know, God's a God of miracles, so let's hope that you do. But, um, 
yeah, sorry, sorry, Miss Marino, but uh, that Parkinson's disease that you have right now is nothing compared to what you're going to go through for eternity. So um, take that and you put it in your pipe and smoke it for a little while, Janet. Um, so let's see, where else? Dangerous. Yeah, um, fundamentalism, that's an interesting phrase because back, like I said, back about 40 or 50 years ago, it was okay to be a fundamentalist. It meant that you, you're grounded on the, on the scripture, on the word of God, okay? And that you didn't believe anything or do anything unless it meshed with the word of God. And there's nothing wrong with that. In a way, I'm kind of a fundamentalist. I call myself a Baptocostal, okay? I, um, I love the Baptists. I really do. I love their strong adherence to the word of God. Um, their phrase, I think, uh, as God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Okay, that, that's wonderful. That, I, that's, that's an idea that, you know, if we all had that, um, that Christianity itself would be in much better shape than it is. And people would be drawn to Christianity instead of running away from it, you know. Um, but uh, along came Islam. Okay. And so what the, what the left did, uh, the fundamentalist, fundamentalist left, okay, because they're fundamentalists too. Um, what they did through the press is they inculcated the, the idea that um, since the Islamists were fundamentalists and they were killing everybody and, and uh, you know, blowing up people with uh, suicide vests and going into buses and killing people indiscriminately, um, that they're fundamentalists. So all fundamentalists must be crazy. They must, they must hate people and want to kill people. And so, you have religious fundamentalists like the Baptists and other of the stronger um, biblical adhering um, sects, S-E-C-T-S, um, that were now being labeled as dangerous because they were fundamentalists. So what they did is they took one word and tweaked a little bit and uh, made everybody think fundamentalism was bad because of the Muslim. But then they put that label on the Christians and then Christians were overbearing. They were unyielding, unbending. Uh, you know, and everything else, according to what they were saying. So uh, fundamentalism got a bad rap. And, uh, but that's what, that's what the, the heathen do. That's what the, um, the left do. They, uh, they, they wordplay, they change words around. <laughs> Don't believe it. Gay used to mean happy. Um, queer used to mean odd. Well, that one might still apply. Um, it used to be when you told somebody, the, well, let's get off the, the gay thing and or the homosexual thing and go to regular. Usually, if you used to say that's bad, it meant that it was not good. And then they, it, society changed bad to mean good. Wow, that's bad. You know, um, you go back even farther, righteous. Oh, that's righteous, man. No, no, the music isn't righteous. It's rock and roll and it's heathenistic and it's going to, you know, listening to it's going to poison your brain. Um, it's not righteous. It's unrighteous. Righteousness comes from God. It's given from God, and, and men acquire it through wanting to know Yahweh all the more. So, um, so you know, we're, now we're referred to as cult-like. Um, I remember when I was younger, before I was a believer, uh, Bible thumper. That was a big thing. Oh, he's a Bible thumper, you know, meaning that you walked around and hit people with the Bible and, you know. People get the stupidest ideas sometimes. So religious fanaticism is another one. You know, yes, I am fanatic. I'm a religious fanatic when it comes to Yeshua. Right? There's nothing anybody can do to make, do or say to make me think that the claims of Yeshua are wrong. 
Um, nothing can make me think that um, God is anything but what I've learned him to be. Okay. Um, yes, I'm a fanatic. I'm a Jesus freak too, I guess, if you wanted to put it that way. That's that's another one that's coming up. But another thing that's going to come up too, um, and, and think about this because uh, people tend to be bothered by um, unfamiliarity. Uh, if if something, someone, okay, let's just say, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't want to insult anybody. Let's just say you had a, a town that for, you know, two centuries was white Europeans, okay? And all of a sudden, some a family of Sikhs moves in there. Well, you know, Sikhs, they grow long beards and, and they wear turbans on their heads. And a lot of people mistake them for, for Arabs. They're not. Um same with the Hindus, you know. Um, so that one of those families with a neighborhood, oh, right away, oh, you know, right away, oh, they're Arab. Well, no, they're not. But uh, trying to convince people that they're not, you know, people are preconceived those things all the time. And uh, and they go with those. And they don't, they're not flexible. They're not willing to learn, okay. Um, so, you know, you get that with, with Christianity, too, you know, with uh, people's view of Christianity, you know. Um Look at Judaism, you know, for years uh, during the um, the medieval times, you know, about if, um, let's see what time the plague broke out, I think, in Europe. And it was the Jews fault. You know, they were poisoning the water. You know, that was found out later to be a lie. But how many Jews died? <laughs> because people believe that, you know, um, you know, blood libel, you know, it's another thing that people accuse Jews of. Nobody ever saw it. Nobody believed it happened, but, you know, because because it got into the psyche of people, they started believing it and they started, you know, murdering people for no reason. Although they thought they had a reason, they didn't. Um, okay, so anyway, all these things are, are being melded together to be cast on Christians, Christianity, um, in some cases, Jews and Judaism. Um, but the people that are the fanatics and the ones that are killing people are basically they're they're gaining status in the united states the muslims the islam islamics you know um i don't care what anybody says i'm sorry and i might get dinged for this but there's nothing good about islam it's not sharing a god because they believe in allah allah is not yahweh okay allah was the moon god before before muhammad existed Muhammad just took that name, Allah, and ascribed it to another demonic uh, entity that came into the world, claiming that it was, you know, the voice of God. Um, I can't remember the name of the uh, the angel who was supposed to be. I don't think it was the original angel. It was a counterfeit, but preached a false gospel, and Muhammad fell for it, and uh, it became quite a schmuck. Um, anyway, that having been said... So we have to um, we have to be prepared, and we have to fight this. Okay, we can't just sit back and be prepared. You know, oh, I'm ready. For, how you how are you gonna be ready for something like that? A knock on your door. Okay, you didn't get the shot. You're coming with us. You know, no, that's things that happen in other countries at other times to other people, not to Americans. Okay, and with you know, if we if we're strong and we we stay together on everything, and I'm not just talking about you and Joe down the street. I'm talking about you, me, um, you know, uh, the Jew down the street, the black guy down the street, you know, or next door, as the case may be, you know, 
that we're all working together to defeat this garbage that the, the left is trying to feed into us, force feed into us. It's, it's demonic, it's garbage, and it needs to go away right now. So, um, you know, the word racist should not even exist. My goodness, if you, you know, uh, here, here's a story for you. I, um, I was working uh, the floor below where I normally work. And um, it, I, it just has to do with HIPAA. Somebody had thrown a piece of garbage or a piece of paper into the garbage, and it had a patient's name on it. That's illegal. And, you, you know, the fines go up to ten, dollars $100,000 for stuff like that. Anyway, so I saw it in there. I grabbed it, and I brought it into the nurse's station. And I said, this was in the garbage in the, in the, the bathroom there. It doesn't belong there. You know, I said, I'm just going to throw it out. So I threw it out, and um, I didn't say anything to anybody else. All of a sudden, the nurse uh, that was running things that day, her name was Kathy, she came up to me. She says, I heard that somebody threw something out with a patient's name on it. Who was it? And I says, well, I really don't know who it was. Um, she said, was it a, a slip to take patients? I said, yeah, it was. She goes, oh, that was this woman, you know. And I said, well, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, you handle it. Well, anyway, I guess she talked with her. So I'm handing out meds or getting ready to, to the patients, um, something that I will regret the rest of my life for doing because I don't believe in giving out psychotropic meds anymore. But anyway, um, so this woman walks up, the one that threw the piece of paper on, she goes, she goes, you know what? If I have a chance, you know, she goes, I want you to write me up for a HIPAA violation. And I go, why would I do that? That's stupid. I said, we caught it. We threw it out you know, in a shred bin and stuff. And no, I want you to write me up for, for um, a HIPAA violation. I said, I'm not going to do that. We work together. We're supposed to be comrades here, not, you know, not fighting each other. She says, well, I'll tell you what, if, if the foot was on the other, she was on the other foot, I'd write you up. And I go, well, that's your prerogative. You know, I, she goes, and I, but I'm not a racist. Now, how in the heck does finding a piece of paper in a garbage, not even mentioning your name, make me a racist? Well, I wasn't. My goodness, you know, I've been spit on. I've been yelled at, you know, because of my my heritage. Um, several different ways, you know. Italians are supposed to be stupid if you talk to people out there, you know. Uh, we're not. But, you know, that's that's a consensus. I'm part Polish, you know. They're supposed to be stupid, too, but I'm not, you know. And they're not either. Neither Italians or Poles. But, um, you know, uh, it's, you know. <laughs> Where do I go with this? Um, so, you know, being thought twice as stupid, um, you know, having Jewish heritage, you know, I'm, I'm the boy, if you're a Jew, you're, you've done everything bad in the world and your people have done everything bad in the world. The world's a wreck because of us, you know. Well, we're living in the same world you guys are, you know, and we're having a hard time making this world just like everybody else is. So um, anyway, so, you know, that, that word racist needs to be erased. Uh, I want to be an e-racist, you know, I want to erase the ra erase racist. And um, I like that. No, I'm not a racist. I'm an e-racist. <laughs> That'll be taken the wrong way. Trust me. It always is. Um Anyway, uh, so we need to get back on the track here. We need to really work on fighting this stuff. Um, 
I saw an excellent video the other day. It, you can find it. It's still around. You know, probably not on YouTube anymore, but if you go to Rumble or something. or But there was a teacher. Um, she was, she's a Christian gal. And she was, uh, they, they were going to have a school meeting, but they locked everybody out. And because the people they locked out were going to be parents that were complaining about the school board and, and about the conditions in the schools in that particular area. So they locked them out. Yeah, yeah, that's democracy. Yeah. No, it's not. It's Marxism. It's Marxism. It's um, socialism at its worst. And uh, and it's communism. Uh, so anyway, she got in there and she said, well, you know, she says, I'm having a really hard time because what you want me to teach goes against my Christian faith. And I can't do that. She says, you know, you, you got me teaching this critical race theory, uh, which is wrong. And I can't do that anymore. And you got me teaching this. And I can't do that anymore because uh, I have to live by principles. I have to live by, you know, my morals and values. Oh, man. Sorry. Um, so anyway, she says, that's why I'm going to quit. I'm, I'm resigning right now because it's never going to get any better. And you people are just getting worse and worse and worse. You know, oh, man. I was like, yay. <laughs> you know, I wish I could have been in a board meeting and just clapping and uh, and cheering her on. Well, somebody was in there doing that. Anyway, it's happening more and more. And parents are starting to get out there, too. And they're starting to yell at the, the school board members about what's going on. And uh, so there's there's a good movement going on. There really is. Uh, parents are tired of this garbage. It's too bad that they didn't get tired 20 or 30 years ago, you know, and. You know, I, I moved to California, I had one teacher that smoked dope, and that was really bad back in the 70s, you know. Um, nobody ever knew, and, you know, I knew, but I never told anybody because I did too. Um, you know, we had another teacher that was an alcoholic. He had a, um, I don't know, we had just, we had a very eclectic group of teachers at that school. And, uh, and they were teaching, I mentioned in another show, they were teaching me stuff that I learned three years prior, two years, maybe prior. And, um, you know, so the, the, the educate, you always heard about California. Oh, California schools are so good. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> uh, and they weren't good in the seventies and I can only imagine what they're like now. Um, and if you can get your kids out of school and you can homeschool, if your neighbor's homeschooling and you can stick your kids in the, in with them. Um, it'd be worth any, every penny you paid for it. If you had to pay for it, some neighbors would probably do it because they love your kids and they love you. Um, but get them out of the public schools, please get them out of the public schools. The public schools are turning their minds into jello and we've got enough people with jello brains. We really do. We don't need any more people with jello brains. And, uh, so if you can get them out or stick them, if you can afford it, stick them in a private school or Catholic school or Christian school, um, yeah, it's really hard for me to say stick them in a Catholic school, but you know what? If they're going to get a good education and, if, and they're going to be taught right from wrong, um, then maybe they need to go there because they're not getting in in the public school system. And you're paying for that system, too. You're paying for it, and it's being used against you. That's like buying um, – that's like going to war against the Chinese and buying the bullets to shoot at us. You know, <laughs> it's it's ludicrous. It's wrong. It's stupid. Um, I've been using that term a lot lately, stupid, but there's a lot of stupid things out there that need to be called stupid because other people won't call them stupid. I will. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, anyway, those things haven't been said. Um, really be careful. Um, now, supposedly, if this this is true, if that article is true and, and there's going to be people calling up parents or households 
Um, you know, do you have any children there? Well, first thing I would do is tell a stranger, no, you've got no answer. You've got no right to answer that question. You could be a child molester, you know, and then they would probably say, well, no, no, we're from this. Well, I don't believe you. I really don't believe you. Go away. Don't call me again. And, um, you know, so first of all, saying that they want to talk about your children, that's 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 a no, no right there. Your children belong to you. You if you're a woman, you carried them for nine months and you've had to stay home with them for any you know certain amount of time, bringing them up, disciplining them. Uh, if you're a father, you've been disciplining them. You've been going out and earning a living just like the mothers do uh, nowadays. And you've invested a lot in your child. And that child's yours. That child has your DNA if you're a guy and your and your wife's DNA. Okay, uh, they're unique to you. Uh, they're a byproduct of you. And until they're 18 years old, they're your responsibility, and you own them. Okay, but the state wants to take them away, so that needs to be fought tooth and nail. And um, you know, there used to be a day when when I was growing up, my dad hit me with the belt. And, you know, years years went by, and I told him one day, I said, you know, I want to thank you for hitting me with the belt. He goes, oh, you're a good kid. I should have never done that. I said, the reason I was a good kid is because you hit me with the belt. You know, I, I feared you. I really did. And I didn't want to piss you off. So I flew the narrow, for the most part, uh, took the narrow road. Um, an unbeliever that took the narrow road. But later on, I, I got on that road with Yeshua. And um, anyway, uh so, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, you know, it's all over scripture. You know, um, you're supposed to uh, bring your child up in a way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. That's not get, tell him yes all the time and give him little Johnny everything he wants. Uh, you put your name in there or whatever. But I always use Johnny. Um, and Or little Susie or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, they're not your friends. They're your children. Raise them like children. Discipline them when they need discipline. Praise them when they need praise. When they do something right. And you're going to bring up kids that are fantastic. Don't send them to college. Please don't send them to college. That's another place that turns their brain into mush. They go in strong Christians and they come out brain mushed. You know, they they come out liberals, hating God, hating the church. And you know, you're doing your kids a disservice if you send them to college. I'm sorry. Um, it, it's, it really takes unique children to go to college and not lose their faith. And you might have one of them. I don't know. But I've seen it over and over and over and over again. A kid goes in. He claims to be a strong Christian. He comes out. He's smoking dope. He's partying. He's drinking beer. He's sleeping with all kinds of chicks. And, uh, and, you know, the girls are sleeping with all kinds of guys and getting high and turning into little gossips and the whole nine yards. And, uh, and guys do that too. Don't get me wrong, but, um, please don't send them to college, send them to a trade school. You know, you go to a trade, I went to a trade school, I went to plumbers and steam fitters school and man, the, the pay was amazing. Back in the eighties, I was making $32 an hour and, uh, that was a lot of money back in the eighties, but, um, they, they get a trade, uh, something you can always fall back on. If you send them to, uh, to college to become a, an expert in women's studies or, you know, how to pick up a paintbrush and take paint, put it on paper or canvas, um, or, you know, 
something that they're not going to be able to use the rest of their lives. And for the most part, most, most of these guys and gals, they're out washing dishes and waitressing um, or working at McDonald's because they can't find jobs for the stupid things that they pick to, to major in, you know, but if you have a trade, if let's say you become a plumber, all right, you work for the union, maybe if you want to, uh, you get some experience, you drop out of the union, you start your own business. Okay. You can be very fruitful in that. Um, what else? Um, electrician is another one. Carpenter. Uh, carpenters don't work as much as electricians and plumbers, though. So, you know, but if that's your what they love, then by all means, because you can become a carpenter and you can go off on little tangents, you know, and, and make nice and nice, really nice looking things that people will buy. And uh, if you're skilled at it, you can make a lot of money doing that or building houses or whatever. Um, I wouldn't become a laborer. That's hard work. And their, their bodies usually become shot by the time they're 35. Uh, but, you know, so you got plumbers, electricians, and carpenters. There's three skills that people can get. Um, and you'll never be out of work if you're a plumber or an electrician, especially. Uh, or a carpenter, because carpenters, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to frame my house. Can you help me out? Yeah, well, you know, you, you can, if I help you out, can you help me out? You know, and uh, a lot of times it works into a really neat thing. Um Brian is a, is a carpenter and, uh, and a darn good one, too. But he's a jack of all trades. He can do just about anything. Um, and uh, he's a real artist when it comes to, to building things. He really is. Um, you just see the house that they built over. It's about 40 minutes from here. Um, they took an old farmhouse and just totally renovated it. It's beautiful. Um, they call it the Brown House. And, uh, uh, man, I'm telling you, what a work of art. Um, but yeah, send them something practical where they can make money, maybe start their own business. Um, you'll never be without a job. And, um, plus if, you know, if, if you know people, you know, if you're a plumber and you got family, everybody needs a plumber from time to time. Everybody needs electrician from time to time and a carpenter too, man. I wish I had all three of them right here, right now. <laughs> I keep them busy for a month at least. Um, but anyway, uh, please watch out for your kids. Uh, if you get that phone call, Hey, we're just asking about your, I don't have any kids. I don't know who you're talking about. Don't call here anymore. You know, you can lie about that. You know, um, if you're doing it to protect your kids, heck yeah, you can lie about it. Um, I wouldn't tell you know, I, we don't have any kids here. But, you know, if we had grandkids living here or something like that, somebody called, like, oh, okay, where are you? I'm going to meet you right now. And you better come armed because if you're if you're going to do stuff to hurt me and my family, then, you know, we're going to have it out right here. And uh, a lot of times when you talk like that, you know, it's, it's not really a threat, especially if you use the words could, should, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> I had a, I had a day where I got about 15 calls from um, people that, you know, telemarketers and stuff like that. And uh, there's this hotel chain that keeps calling me. Hi, you've won. And one day I decided to stay on the phone and I pushed the number and the, the woman gets on. And oh, it was a guy. It was a guy. He got on there and I, he goes, sir. And I go, wait a minute. I want to tell you something. And he goes, what? And I goes, if you ever call my number again, I will hunt you down and kill you. And I hear click. <laughs> now I would never do that. Trust me. Uh, first of all, it'd be really hard to find out who that was. But um, and second of all, it wouldn't be the right thing to do. But 
he got the message and I never got a call from them again either. Um, but, you know, we got to start being strong against these people, you know, uh, not just telemarketers, but people that are out there harm us or harm our families. Um, they don't have a right to do that. And we need to straighten them out. And whether it doesn't matter whether it's a telemarketer, whether it's um, somebody that's pandering you, trying to find out more about your family so they can take advantage of you or even a governmental agency or from what I read, that's not even going to be a government agency. CDC is not a government agency, folks. It's a private company that works for the government. They want you to think that they're, you know, part of the government, but they're not. But at the same time, they own the government. So anyway, um, so, yeah, let's let's watch out for our kids and not let these jackasses know that we have kids, that what their names are, what their ages are, if they've had the shot or not. They don't need to know that stuff. Um needing to know if you had the shot is a violation against um, you could well depending on who they are it could be a HIPAA violation if they're an organization that deals in medical records or insurance yes Um, otherwise the American with Disabilities Act it's a violation against that for sure Um, but um, let's start fighting these people let's start resisting these people my website delusion resistance is called the resistance for business for a reason because we resist the, the the deeds of the devil in this world. We resist the new world order. We resist uh, people that are out to hurt us and our families, you know? And uh, most of the time it can be done with words. Okay. Other times it can be done with the law. So uh, get into the mode of, of protecting your family or of being very um, adamant with people that they're not going to get information from you anymore. Um, I mean, you won't give somebody your, your credit card number over the phone if they just called up and asked for it, right? Don't give them your, any information about your kids. Tell them you don't have kids. You know, um, I don't know. Lie if you have to because it's to protect your family, for goodness sakes. You know, and it's there's nothing wrong with lying to evil people, okay? Uh, Abraham did it twice. Jacob did it twice. Um, and, yeah. I don't see I don't see any foul in doing that. Um, I would lie I would lie to save my my stepchildren and my my grandchildren. I, I would do it without even thinking about it actually, um, because they're precious. They're precious to me. Your kids and grandkids are precious to you, and they're they're a commodity that doesn't come along all the time. You only get so many kids. Um, you only give birth to them or produce so many kids and. Uh, it's your responsibility to make sure that they 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 grow up the right way, that they they um, pick a future for themselves that will be lucrative to them, because later on they're going to be taking care of you, right? Okay, they're going to be taking care of you, so you want to make sure that they're not living in your basement all your all you know all your your life and all their life. Now you know kids living at home, I got no problem with that. I've got a nephew that lives with my sister. Wonderful kid. He works really hard. They split the bills, uh, the whole nine yards. You know, I, I really love the kid. I really do. And uh, he's a, he's an example of what a, a son should be. I mean, anything that breaks in the house, he takes care of it for his mother, you know. And sometimes he pays to replace it. So, and, you know, to be truthful, when anything happens to her, it's probably in his, his place anyway. So he's fixing it up for himself, but for her also, you know. It's, uh, I'm sorry, one hand washes the other. And that's a good way to be, wash those hands. Um, 
Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to end this here. I've been on for an hour and 15 minutes. I think I've got the point across. Please, 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 when they call, if they call, if this is not a rouse. But anyway, if they, anybody does call and ask about your kids, you don't have kids. You know, um, I don't have any kids. What are you talking about? You know, well, our paperwork says, well, I don't know what your paperwork comes from, but I don't have kids and don't call me again and slam the phone down. You know, or even more fun. Get a whistle and whistle it into the phone. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, protect your kids. Protect yourself. Uh, we fight these bastards and uh, we'll win. But we got to fight them or they'll win. Okay. So, um, hey, uh, be blessed. Be blessed as you, you worship the Lord or, you know, someday maybe if you don't know him, he will. Um uh, Let's um, let's just take back this country for for this country's sake. And if you're a believer, take it back for Yahweh, of course. But, um, you know, preserving this country preserves our future, preserves our children's future and our grandchildren's future. And um, what we do for them today will impact on what happens 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the road, even farther. Because if we bring them up right, they'll bring up their kids right. And they'll bring up their – those kids will bring up their grandkids, you know. It'll just go, it'll be a domino effect, a positive domino effect, you know? And um, so let's um, let's get out of this funky attitude where we can't do anything. Yes, you can. We can do lots of things. And um, let's uh, let's go into let's go into tomorrow and the rest of our lives like Joshua when when he went into the promised land. Uh, he went into conquer it and he did. So that having been said, hey, be blessed. Have a good um weekend wonderful weekend and uh we'll be we'll be here on monday okay me and brian and uh until then hey be blessed and, and know that uh that there there is a god and that he um he's watching out for you constantly if you don't know him he's watching out for you because you will know him someday <laughs> um i found that out firsthand uh but anyway be blessed and uh until we meet again live long and prosper